بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته continuing to discuss the case of tawhid or monotheism in this book which is really giving a muslim every muslim the correct way to study his deed starting from the source that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted every Muslim to take his deal from Quran was sunnah the words of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and both of them are wahi Inspiration from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala to his slave. Allah the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and he wanted us to do something special thing in our life. How do we know? We know it only through his own word subhanahu wa ta'ala. Through his own wahi to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you remember that Quran is both meanings and words from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. While hadith is meanings from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and the words from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whatever he said about this deen is totally correct, totally deen. As Allah told us in his holy book, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in huwa illa from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, but Muhammad is conveying this wahi by his own words. Continuing to discuss the chapter we started last week, which is a very important chapter actually, which is really giving us a major case on relations between people, whether they are government to government, Rulers to rulers, or rulers to subjects, or subjects to rulers, or subjects to subjects. Actually, in this deen, we do not need to create the system of dealing with others. We do not need to import the system of dealing with the others. We have it already from the one who created us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who knows everything and the best thing about us, even better than ourselves. He gave us the system. He gave us the, the legislation. He gave us the law, how to deal with the others. Part of this way of dealing is case of love. Case of love, which is unfortunately, as we said before, misunderstood and misused by a lot of people especially in these nowadays, when they just directly, when they hear the word of love, directly their minds go to the case of love between man and woman, without thinking of that this is a major and big word, should be really given more understanding. It's mentioned a lot in the holy book of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. It's mentioned also a lot in the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but not the case we are talking about. So to remind myself, and remind my brothers about what we have said two weeks ago, 
about the case of love. That to understand the ayat of Allah in this holy book, to understand the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about love, we should really divide love into four types or kinds. First one is to love Allah wa ta'ala. And this is near worshipping to Allah wa ta'ala. And he who subhanahu wa ta'ala, the only one deserves to be loved by just because of his own sake. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because every grace on us from him, as he told us subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Every grace on you, every grace on your, in your body, in your hands, and everything is from Allah wa ta'ala. Though still you cannot thank them all. You cannot thank them all. You do your best, yes, but you cannot thank them all. You cannot thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all these graces you do. Still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, وَلَئِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَجِيدَنَّكُمْ The more you thank Allah, the more you get more of these ni'mah or these graces of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. So this is the first one. To love Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, this is the first kind or type or level of love. Second type is to love for the sake of Allah. To love the others, people, for the sake of Allah. And the best one to be loved for the sake of Allah is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is, because he is the best person ever walked in earth. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was chosen by Allah tabarak wa ta'ala among all of these human beings to receive the message of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. As he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in his hadith, which is mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim also. So, loving in here should be depending, depending on how much Allah loves the person, so I will love him. Vice versa, the hating will be also depending on how much Allah hates this person. Take an example. Christians and Jews and the others, polytheists, who are really insulting Allah, wa ta'ala, Almighty Allah, they are insulting him by saying that he cannot forgive the sins of his slaves unless he sacrificed his son, Isa alayhi salam, a'udhu billah. Or what the bad words said by the Jew about Allah, wa ta'ala, and their stupid books. Or what the others who are really worshipping idols or graves or so on, instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving the rights of Allah to the others. How can we love these people? How dare we love these people? We know that Allah hates them. So we are supposed to hate them. Somebody say, why use the word hate? Hate is a very bad word to use. Why don't you use some other word? Because this is what Allah told us. The one who created the kafirin and the one who created us also, subhanahu wa ta'ala, told us to hate. Do we have any choice? No choice. We have to hate them. But our hate in here is not personal hate. We hate them because Allah hates them. As soon as they accept this deal of Allah wa ta'ala, we love them. Bring the worst enemy of Islam in now, nowadays. A life one. We hate him a lot. But it's just in one second when he says, Ashhadu Allah ilaha wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah, then he becomes our brother and we love him. Even if you have killed a lot of Muslims, even though. Even though. That's the deal of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the deal of Allah ta'ala. The one who created him and created us told us. As soon as this person accepts the deal of Allah ta'ala and he becomes Muslim, then he is our Muslim brother. We love him. The third type of love is to love with Allah. Ah, here's the problem now. Here's the polytheism. Putting someone in the level of Allah in love. This is actually a polytheism that we mentioned in the first ayah, 
we have made, read in this chapter number 31. ومن الناس ما يتخذ من دون الله اندادا يحبونهم كحب الله. The same work of Allah تبارك وتعالى. والذين آمنوا أشد حبا لله. The, third, the fourth one, last one, which is going to solve a lot of our misunderstanding of love, the case of natural love. It's natural for us to love our children, to love our wives, the wives love their husbands, the, the, the brothers love each other. This, this is called natural love, and we are not going to be rewarded or punished for this love. Did Nuh love his son, the kafir son? Yes and no. This is playing with the word? No. He loved his son because he was his son. And he hated him because he was the enemy of Allah. So he gathered both, love and hate in the same heart. For the same person. And that's supposed to be in our life. We love our children even if they are bad. With Allah wa ta'ala, we love them naturally. But we hate them at the same time because they are bad with Allah. That's why, as we said, you know, this frequent example always brought in mind, that in Islam we are allowed to marry Ahlul Kitab ladies, Christian or Jew, clean ones of course, al-Mahfanat. And naturally, if a man marries a kafir lady, he will love her, natural love. A man marries, he loves his, usually, usually he loves his wife, and she is a kafir. How come he is loving his wife while she is a kafir? Some people misunderstand this, how, how is this? How can you combine loving the kafir and loving the natural love of the wife by describing this case or dividing this case into this way, the way we describe it as mentioned in the holy book of Allah SWT and the hadith of Muhammad Wasallam. To love the wife because she will have natural love. This is because she is the wife. But we hate her at the same time for the sake of Allah. For the sake of Allah we hate this wife. For the sake of Allah we hate our children if they are bad. For the sake of Allah, we hate our parents, if they are bad. And just a more, a more important point in here also to remember, that lots of Muslims, they have mixed, in, they mixed up the case of love and hate and the case of treatment. No. In this case, we need really to distinguish and segregate the case of love and hate by heart and the case of treatment. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself told us in his early book about the Kafir parents. Not only kafirs, but also they are trying to make their sons go back to kufr. To leave Islam to kufr. Allah told subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't obey them. The meaning of Allah said, don't obey them and teach them good. وَإِنْ جَاهَدَاكَ لِتُشْرِكَ بِي مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمِ فَلَا تُطِعْمَا Don't obey them. وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفَ Treat them good in life. Because they are your parents. Subhanallah al-Azim. Some people say, okay, how, how, how can you do this? They are trying to move me from Islam to Kufr. If the parents are Hindus or Christians or Jew or that or that, and they are trying to move their son from Islam to Kufr. Still, I love them. I treat them good also. I love them what? Natural love. And I treat them good because Allah told me to do so with the non-fighters cover. But I do not love them for the sake of Allah. In fact, I hate them for the sake of Allah. Can you combine this? Yes, please. Please, just make it this way. It will be so clear to you. How Muhammad tried to save his son while he was a kafir. How Muhammad loved his uncle Abu Talib although he was a kafir. Because we know 
clearly, with no doubt, that Muhammad وسلم, used to love Abu Talib because he was defending him. And he also, at the same time, he used to hate him because he was a kafir. And that's natural. That's natural to have them both. Right. What's the relation between this chapter and the book of Tawheed? Monotism. Very easy, very simple. We say that love could be a worshipping. To love Allah is a worshipping. To love for the sake of Allah is also another worshipping. To love with Allah, this is polyism, which is the opposite of Tawheed, monotheism. And natural love will look clear to us a lot of cases we are facing trouble with. Yes. We stopped in the third or fourth, fourth hadith the week before last week. And I apologize for last week because I had some emergency case I couldn't come. So for those brothers who came uh, without knowing that I'm not coming, I apologize for them. Yes. The last hadith, or the, the number the four hadith, is not actually a hadith, it's a saying of Ibn Abbas. So it's not marfu' to Muhammad sallallahu but it is called hadith or asar as the people of Mustalah al-Hadith say. Ibn Abbas, because Ibn Abbas, عنه, when he said this, he did not say it from his own. He said it whether he received it from Muhammad sallallahu or he understood it from Muhammad sallallahu somewhere or another. And it's actually, if you, the meaning of it is correct, no problem. يعني it does not contradict with the ayat or ahadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this case. Ibn Abbas said, whoever loves for Allah's sake and hates for Allah's sake and help or support for the sake of Allah and fight or hate for the sake of Allah. That's called wala ambara. That is the way to receive and have the walayatullah. In this book, they translated as friendship of Allah. I don't think this is a good word to use. But to say, to love, to have the love of Allah wa ta'ala for the person is to love his people he loves, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and hate the people he loves, hate, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's very simple and very easy. And if we say, if we claim that we love Allah wa ta'ala, how come we are loving his enemies? Is that possible? And as an example, Imam Ahmad rahimahullah, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, he, he was, he, his students told us that he, when he sees the Christians, rebel Christians in Baghdad at that time, of course, he keeps his eyes closed. So they asked him, why you close your eyes? He said, I cannot see, look to the enemy of Allah, walking in the street. I cannot. This is enemy of Allah. How can I look at him? See how much he, 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 he loves Allah, that he hates his enemies. And he closes his eyes not to see them. While Muslims now, unfortunately, they run for the pictures and films of the Kafirin. Hollywood films or Bollywood films or this film or that film. And they look and they may be happy when they say Kumar or Johnson or that guy or that guy. I'm not talking about ladies now, this is another case. And they love that football player or cricket player. Because he's a Kafir and they love him. Oh, he's because, just because he's from my country, I love him, you know. Nationalism, another ta'ut, should be thought of. Where is the love for Allah's sake? Where is the hate for the sake of Allah? That's a problem. Then, Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, said, and no one will, will find the taste of Iman. Remember we said before, Iman has a taste, but not by the tongue, it is by the heart. He cannot find the taste of Iman unless 
even if he's having a lot of salat prayers, a lot of fasting other than Ramadan, until he loves and hates for Allah's sake. A person who makes a lot of salah, that's fantastic. A lot of, okay, lots of fard, of course. We're talking about lots of fard. Ramadan is a fard, but we're talking about more than Ramadan. A person who's doing a lot of this, still he will not taste the taste of Iman, the sweetness of Iman, until he hates and loves only for Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And Ibn Abbas said, unfortunately, Lots of people they hate and love for the dunya's sake. For the sake of dunya. Now Ibn Abbas is saying this. How about us now? What can we say about this? If Ibn Abbas in the time of Sahaba, he's saying that lots of people now they are having their love and hatred only for the sake of dunya. Let's ask ourselves now. What are we doing? Lots of people they love the person just because they get some money out of him. Or maybe he's treating them good. Uh, before continue, continuing this, let me tell you that this hadith is weak, as mentioned, but the meaning is correct. When you come to practice this understanding of Ibn Abbas to your life, how are we going to deal with it? How are we going to deal with it? When I leave this masjid and I meet a cover in the street, Hindu or Christian or Jew, how am I going to look at him? How are you? And shake hands because he is a manager or a general manager of a company or he is a, huh, American cowboy or so on. Well, he's a cover. We are not distinguishing people just because of their color or body or their country. We are distinguishing people. We are supposed, I'm saying, to distinguish people and segregate people just because of how close they are to Allah or how far they are. First of all, is a Muslim or a kafir? This first question you should ask. If he is a kafir, I will not even shake hands with him. Unless, ah, here comes the case of treatment. Unless there is something good for Islam to shake hands with him. That's why some people say, yani, how are you going to deal with the case of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam going to the house of a Jew to see the, 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 the sick son who was, that, that sick son was serving Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he was a Jew, enemy of Allah. In fact, the worst enemies of Allah are Jew. But Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes to his house to visit him because he knew that he was a sick. Some say, how can we gather these? Aren't they contradicting with each other? No, not at all. Muhammad Sallallahu hates them, but he treats them good if he thinks, when he thinks that this could lead them to Islam. And that's pretty clear in the story when you read it in the, the Sirat of Muhammad Sallallahu that because of this good treatment, that child accepted Islam before he died. And as I told you last, last time we met in here, that his father, the father of this child who was also another Jew, bad Jew, when Muhammad was told the child, and he told him he's dying, told him, say la ilaha illallah, the child looked to his father, his father. And his father said, obey Abu al-Qasim. Abu al-Qasim. So the child said, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. And he died. Said, what about the father? 
He refused to accept Laila Halwa. Some amazing, strange thing. He believes that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is true. I told you so many stories about, which is mentioned in the seerah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Jews, they know clearly with no, with no, with no doubt that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a messenger of Allah. In fact, even the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that, وَجَحَدُوا بِهَا وَاسْتَلْقَنَتْهَا أَنفُسُهُمْ ظُلْمًا وَعُلُوًّا They know. يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ They know Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as a messenger that they know their children. But they do not accept. ظُلْمًا وَعُلُوًّا Why? Because they do not want to follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They want the messenger only from the Jew. When these two leaders of Jew in Medina, Huyayy ibn Akhtab and his brother Yasser, Huyayy ibn Akhtab died as a kafir, as a Jew, but his daughter Safiya is our mother. Subhanallah al-Azim, يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ Yani, he will say, Subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah, he is telling us that he takes out a life thing from a dead thing. Look this to Safiya radiallahu anha and to her father. Her father was a dead person, not a dead with body, but dead with heart. He was a kafir. But his daughter, subhanallah, Safiya, became the mother of Mu'mineen. وَأَزْوَاجُهُ أُمَّهَاتُهُمْ So she is our mother. These two brothers were, when Muhammad came to Medina, they went to see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they know the book of Allah. They know the book of Tawrah, although it has been changed, but there are a lot of things in that book still okay. And they have, they have the signs of the messenger who is coming to Medina. In fact, some history writers, they said, the coming of Jews to Medina was because they have in their books that there will be a messenger in that city. So they came from Palestine and Iraq to Medina. Three major tribes. Bani Qayyukwa, Bani Nadir, and Bani Qurayba. Three major tribes came to Medina a long time ago because their books show that there will be a messenger coming to this area. And they came and lived in Medina a long time ago. These two brothers came and they met Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they were walking around him to see the stamp in his back sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a messenger. And they saw it. And they knew that he was. When they went back, Yasir, the younger brother, asked his brother Huyay, the leader, the major leader of them, is he the one? And Muhammad is the one, the messenger was? He said, yes. Yes? So he said, what do you think, what should we do with him? What are you going to do to him? He said, he will be my enemy all my life. A'udhu billah. Ishhad. Why? You know he is a messenger of Allah. Yes, he knows. You believe that? Yes. You follow him? No. He will be my enemy all my life. Astaghfirullahaladzim. Have you ever seen a nation doing such a, such a strange thing like this? So in this case, in this hadith, or this other of Abdul Abbas, we can see clearly how we are supposed to hate the Jew. To hate. Not because they are speaking the other language, or they are sitting in some other country, or they are from this land, or this land. No. We hate them because Allah, the one who created them, told us to hate them and we hate them. And Allah hates them. Because they are so bad when they deal with Allah wa ta'ala. As Allah says in the Holy Book, that the Jew, they say that Allah ta'ala is poor. A'udhu billah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَقِيرٌ وَنَحْنُ أَغْنِيَاءٌ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ How could a person say this about his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala? That he is poor and I am rich. أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ الْعَبْدِ 
Read this ayat, the Quran about these people, how they say bad things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this case, we don't hate them just because they are such and such people. We hate them because Allah told us to hate them and because Allah hates them also. And we love the others just because they are Muslims. Just because Allah loves them subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we love them for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hadith Ibn Abbas is saying that also that where he understood, of course, from the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that people in that time, and also in this, this time now, they are becoming actually majoring, or measuring, measuring things only by dunya. How much I get this from this guy? Is he treating me good? Then I will love him, whether he is a Muslim or a Kafir. If this guy is treating me bad, or he is not giving me my rights, then I will hate him whether he is a Muslim or not. You don't see now how people really treat people for Allah's sake. Unfortunately, you can't see this much. There is some, alhamdulillah, there, is, there are a lot of people, alhamdulillah, doing this, but we are talking about the majority of people. How are they doing this? Which is very dangerous. In the last hadith, also by Ibn Abbas, it's also a weak hadith. And then the question comes in here. Why the author brings such weak hadith to be put in this book? Remember in the beginning I told you that he is very smart. He puts so many evidences in the same chapter. Say five, two ayahs, three hadith, rahmatullah. As an example, he is putting two ayahs, three hadith. Ayahs is clear. Nobody can say that weak or not weak. It's the Quran. The hadith, sometimes you bring one correct hadith and two or more or less weak hadith. This only called shahid. He's only like witnessing or holding the correct hadith. We're not depending on them. But we are depending on the correct hadith and the eyes also before that. But these are only just to be the same way to just give more explanations. Right. Let's look at this hadith which Ibn Abbas mentioned. He was Explaining the book of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, the ayah, وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهُمُ الْأَسْبَابِ He said, love. And we need to talk about this a little bit. I hope what time is still with us, you know. وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهُمُ الْأَسْبَابِ If you read the ayah from the beginning, which is mentioned in the beginning of the chapter, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ وَمِنَ النَّاسِ من يتخذ من دون الله أندادا يحبونهم كحب الله والذين آمنوا أشد حب لله والذين آمنوا أشد حبا لله ولو يرى الذين ظلموا إذ يرون العذاب أن القوة لله جميعا وأن الله شديد العذاب Notice now Allah سبحانه وتعالى is talking about the people who love each other but not for Allah's sake These Catherine they are loving their idols their graves they worshipped things the same as they love Allah sometimes more. While Mormons, they love Allah only the most. And they love the others for the sake of Allah or for natural love. Then, Allah explains what happens in the judgment day. When the relations will be cut between the lovers and the beloved ones. All relations will be cut. وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهُمُ الْأَسْبَابِ Any relation between people that day will be cut. 
last two ayahs or three ayahs in surat Abasa wa Tawalla. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ لِكُلِّ امْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَ إِنْ شَأْنُ يفر in العرب in Arabic language means to run away. Now just imagine now, imagine the picture in the judgment day. Brother runs from his brother. He runs away. He doesn't want to see him. He runs from his mother and his parents and his children and his wife. Beloved wife. Everybody is running from each other. Why? Allah said this later and he said لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ شَأْنُ يُغْنِيهِ Everybody is busy about his own affairs. Everybody is busy to about himself, about his deeds. Nobody wants to talk to anybody. Some other hadith, there is a hadith of Muhammad sallallahu explaining part of this case that the mother will meet her son in the judgment day and say, oh my son, I carried you nine months in my stomach or my vote. I have been tired with you, I have taken care of you, I cleaned you, I do this, I did this. Don't you have one hasana? One hasana, or give it to me, so my skin will be heavier. One hasana. People now, they laugh at one hasana. You can make thousand hasana in one sitting by reciting Holy Quran. One hasana, he says, oh my mother, I am facing the same problem you are facing. I need one hasana. So nobody wants to meet anybody there. Nobody wants to talk to anybody. Everybody is busy about himself. He's afraid that he will lose hasanat for others. He doesn't want. Now, why Allah gave us this example of the parents, the children, the the wife? Because these are the most or the closest persons to you in your life. The most beloved ones. Each one of us will love his parents because they have done a lot for him. Each one of us will love his children because they are coming from him. Each one of us will love his beloved wife. Naturally, I mean, there are some exceptions. We don't talk about that. But naturally, we love them. Now, when the judge they will run away from me. Why? Because that is the big case. Relations are cut. Then this is reminding us also. This reminds us again. In the last of the ayah, وَلَوْ يَرَوْا الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا إِذِ رَوْنَ الْعَذَابَ أَنَّ الْقُوَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعَذَابِ اِتَّبَرَّ الَّذِينَ اتُّبِعُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا وَرَأَوْا الْعَذَابِ وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ In this dunya there are followers to people who are followed. Whether they are rulers or ulama, scholars or so on. In the judgment day, everybody runs from the others. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in some other surah that the followers and the followed people will be fighting in Jahannam. That's Allah al-Azim. The followers will say, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَرَّةً فَنَتَبَرَّعَ مِنْهُمْ كَمَا يَتَبَرَّعُ مِنْهُمْ تُبِعُوا لِلَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا The people who are followed are getting far away from the followers. The followers are blaming them now. Why you did this to us? You told us to do this, we did it because of you. Now we are both of you on Jahannam. Na'udhu Billah. So the, the followed ones, they say, go away. We are free of you. In tabarra'a al-lazina tubi'u, min al-lazina tabi'u, wa ra'u al-adha, wa taqatta'at bihum al-asbab. 
وقال الذين اتبعوا هو فالورد لو اننا كره في هذا نقل شاس فنتبرأ منهم كما تبرأوا منا والميك فري اوف هيف اوف وي هاف اوف وي هاف اوف هير جهنم تو لايت نو جود ان هاو ماني بيبول وي سي اف اف اي ويز اف الله الاوز مي تو دو ذس هاو ماني تايمز وي سي ارسايد ذس بوك اوف الله تبارك وتعالى ذس جريت بوك ذات الله تولد اباوت ذوس بيبول هو ترايد اند ذي هوب ذي ويشت تو كم باك تو دنيا تو دو ذينغ قال رب ارجعوني الى اهلي ليعملوا صالحا فيما تركت يا الله بليز رسل مي باك تو دنيا اي دو لوت جود ثينكس كلا تو ليت تو ليت نو نيد فور ذيس خاص جهنم بيبول ويل سي اف وي جو باك تو دنيا ويل بي فري اوف ذيس باد بيبول هو ارك وي فولو ات اوريدي سو ريليشنز ار كات نو مور ريليشنز افريبادي از سفرينج وات هي هاف دي ان الدنيا سو ان ذيس كيس ناو وي ار نوت سبوست تو فولو بيبول بلايندلي We are not allowed in Islam to follow others blindly. Even if they are ulama, yaqi. Ulama are human beings, they make mistakes. The only one you follow blind, blindly, that is Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad That's why if you read the ayah, وَأَطِيعُ اللَّهِ Independently. Follow. Obey Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala independently. وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولِ Also independently. And when he came to the rulers or the ulama, he said, وأولي الأمر منكم. There is no وأطيعوا in here. Why? Because they you don't follow them. You don't obey them blindly or independently. You obey them only if they are obeying Allah. When they order you with something that Allah ordered you to do or they order you with something allowed to be done in life, then do it. But if they order you, whether they are parents or they are rulers or ulama, whoever has authority on you when you order you to do something against the words of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say I'm sorry as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith la ta'ata li makhluq fi ma'asiyat al-khalaq makhluq whoever he is whether he is the king or the president or that or this or parents or whoever general manager of the company we don't obey him unless he is not ordering us to, to disobey Allah when he orders to disobey Allah we say sorry Can't. I will not do this. If, we, if the father asks his son, take this in real, go and bring me some cigarettes. He's not allowed to do so. Well, I mean, I didn't say drugs or alcohol or other things. No, I'm saying these small things that some people think it's okay. It's not okay. Say, his father, he paid a lot of money to, to give him ishada. What bad boy is this? No, he's not a bad boy. In this case, he's better than him. The son is better than the father when he refused to obey his father. Of course, in a good way. See Ibrahim alayhi salam when he was trying to call his father to Islam. Ya abati, ya abati, ya abati. He was calling him nicely. Ya abati, innahu qadjani min ilmi ma lam yatik. Fattabi'ni hadika siraqan sawiyya. Ya abati, la ta'abud al-shaytan. Why is ya abati, ya abati, trying to call him? When his father insisted on his bad belief and he started to say bad things to, to Ibrahim, لأرجمنك وهجرني مليا then he became free of although he tried to make istighfar for him he promised him to make istighfar however in this case a Muslim should be very clear in this case when he deals with people we do not need as we said in the beginning we do not need any system to make our relations with the others From the others, from outside, or from our own mind. 
because we have the fantastic, the best rules, best legislation to show us how to deal even with animals. Even with animals. We have in the hadith of Muhammad Sallam how to deal with animals. Anyone of us really noticed the case of the, of the ants? Ants. Nobody look at them. Yeah, no. Muhammad Sallam told us, he, he saw Sahaba with, they burned a town of, of ants. You know the town, they, because they make their own town. He told them, don't, don't do that. Ants, who cares about ants? He said, well, what are you talking about? No, this deen cares about everything. This deen gave us every way of life. So your life should be from A to Z. Only by this deen. Well, in the salati, my prayer. Wanusuki, my hajj and umrah and sacrificing. Wamahyaya, all my life. Wamamati, even my death. Lillah. If it's Lillah, how am I going to do things for things that I don't, I don't own? Do I own my life? No. Do I own my death? No. Do I own my money? My children? No. Ownership of human being in this life is only just a name, but truly we are not. Your money you have, you don't own it totally actually. You say that with the money in my bucket now is not mine, it is yours but in limited ways. Because you cannot take out 500 yards and burn it. This is not allowed in Islam. Islam does not allow you to do this. Say, this is my money. What are you talking about? Even though it's your money. You are not allowed to do this. Very simple. You cannot bring your car and throw it from a mountain. Say, it's my own car. What are you talking about? See, this is my license of the car. Even though you are not allowed to do this. Because our ownership is limited. Our capability of ruling things is also limited. So in this case, we have to be careful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is owning everything, and we are supposed to do So, including our lives. So you cannot kill yourself the way you want it. But you can go and kill yourself in jihad. Because Allah told you to do so. You fight for jihad, you are not killing yourself, but you are fighting, and you are becoming shaheed, inshallah. But you are not allowed to go to Allah, I am sick of this life, I am poor, I have problems, Allah, boom. Masalam. No, you cannot do this. Everyone who kills himself by anything, he will be suffering the same thing in Jahannam. This is the hadith of Muhammad. If he use a knife, if he use a gun, if he use a poison, he will stay in Jahannam using this once, twice, completely. I mean, repeatedly. So you don't own your life. We do not own our lives. We cannot really do it this way. We have to be in our life the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be. Whether we like it or not. And examples are a lot. You cannot really make it. But just take one example. We always say it because we, I know that a lot of people are suffering from it. The case of Salat al-Fajr. In Salat al-Fajr, especially nowadays, you know, it's very cold. Very cold outside. person is under the blankets and maybe beside his good-looking wife. Nice pillow. He doesn't want to go. While he hears the Adhan telling him, Hayya ala salah, hayya ala salah. He darawtu salah. He darawtu salah. Now he is, he has no choice, no choice except to go for salah. If he doesn't, if he prefer the warm bed, and say salah ba'di, then he is in trouble. Big trouble. Some ulama say that if he sleeps until the sun 
rise up without any shari'i reason, good reason, he is falling into kufr. Major kufr. Because Muhammad sallallahu said clearly in his hadith, Al-ahdu alladhi baynana wa baynahum usqalah, faman tarakaha faqad kafar. Kafar, that's the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, test ourselves in this case. We are supposed to love things that Allah loves. We are supposed to love not only persons, not only people, also the actions. And some people, when we talk about love and hate, directly we go to the people. There are also things, actions. Do we love Salah? Do we love Zakah? Do we love fasting Ramadan and others? Do we love going to Hajj? Do we love to do things that Muhammad told us to do? Or do we do it because we have to? Ah, there's another problem here. Those people who tasted the sweetness of Iman, they will enjoy and love doing these things. When they come to Salah, they don't want to leave it. That's why they give an example, they say, a good Muslim who is in Salah, he's like in Jannah, he doesn't want to leave it. A bad Muslim who is in Salah, like he's in jail, he wants to run away from it. Most people in Salah come, some people do not come until the Iqamah comes. And they go in the end of the Masjid in there, as soon as Salaam alaykum wa rahmatullah, the other one, he's already in the door. He comes so lazy and he leaves quickly. MashaAllah. And he... Uh, Activity comes after Salah, not before Salah. He's so active after Salah, MashaAllah. And he jumps like this. But before Salah, he's lazy. That's what I told us in his holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, of course, there's major and minor. Be careful. Yani. He talks about these people who are doing some hypocrisy actions. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا Lazy. When he comes to Salah, yani he takes it about 30 minutes just to move his sleeves for wudu. And he just moves like this and he gets getting around, you know, and he comes to the masjid and he loses one, two, three rak'ah. He doesn't care. Alhamdulillah. I catch one rak'ah, that's good. Why, Habibi, where is love of Allah Taala? Allah loves Salah. Why don't we love what Allah Taala loves? Why don't we enjoy Salah? Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us that he is enjoying Salah. He leaves Aisha, radiallahu anha, um, al-mu'mineen, our mother, in the bed and he goes for Salah. He says, leave me, leave me alone, I want to pray tonight. Aisha, the, young, the youngest wife of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the most pretty one, the most beloved to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa radiyallahu anha, he leaves her for salah. And he enjoys salah most of the night. Sometimes he spends the most of the night reciting one ayah in his salah. Enjoying reciting Quran. Do we? Wallahi, most of the people, when they open the Mutthaf, they start yawning. Subhanallah. What happened? Shaitan came. He doesn't want you to read. Because every one single, every one single letter you read from Quran is not one hasana, but ashr. Now if you read 1,000 letters of Quran in one time, that means 10,000 hasana. Good deeds. Going to be in your scale. Not only doing this because we have to do, but we love to do. So loving things, not only the human beings, but also loving the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Salah, zakah, hajj, salam, zakah, zikr. Do we love zikr? Do we enjoy zikr? Do we taste zikr? That's the case. When you start to make zikr in the morning, or zikr after salah, do you enjoy saying this? Do you enjoy saying, subhanallah, 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 alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Do you enjoy it? Why don't we try with ourselves to enjoy it? Because when we, when we have true Iman, then we enjoy these things. We love them, because Allah loves them. 
All of these cases we're talking about actually needs a lot of action, a lot of hard jihad against self. Most of it is, alhamdulillah, already mentioned in the dars long time ago called self-purification. You can find this in Islam, uh, islamhouse.com. It's already loaded in there. If you want to go and rehear it or download it, then inshallah you will get benefit of it. Uh, I think we have already covered the case, this chapter. And before I close, uh, I'd apologize again for next week and the week after and the week after. Three weeks, I'll not be able, will not be capable of coming because of the examinations and the uh, mid-term or the middle of between two terms vacation in one week. So that is three weeks. Inshallah, the eighth of Rabi'a Awwal. Eighth of Rabi'a Awwal, we shall we'll continue our dars, hopefully, inshallah, in the chapter 32. Inshallah. Any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Although we took so much time of your time tonight, Jazakumullah Khair for listening. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Just now you said one hadith uh, regarding Fajr Salah. Yeah. This is not only for Fajr Salah, for every Salah. Al-Ahd al-Ladhi baynana wa baynahum al-Salah faman tarakaha faqad kafar. Al-Ahd means some kind of agreement between Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his ummah is Salah. Whoever leaves it is kafir. Leave it means whether to leave it totally or even to leave one Salah. Whenever Salah is moved out of the time that Muhammad Sallallahu told us about. Al-Fajr, when is the time of the Fajr? Al-Fajr means that when the first light comes in the east. Okay? Until the sun rises. This is the time. Someone comes and says, I won't pray this time because this time is my time of sleeping. I'll pray it only when I wake up for work at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Intentionally, without any excuse, then he is falling into kufr. We're not saying he's a kafir, be careful. We have to distinguish this because so much people, they, they jump to conclusions. No. We say he fell into cover without pointing the person that he is a kafir. No salah. Say, what if the person has already made his uh, alarm clock or his mobile to wake him up for a time for fire, but he did not wake up. He was tired, he was sleepy, uh, whatever. Then this is a good excuse. He tried, but he couldn't. But that excuse is not going to be every day. If he's doing this every day, that means he's not really willing, but he's just doing this for excuse. But if he, during one week, two, one time, a week, one time, once uh, a month, he did not wake up, then we say this excuse. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in all of his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he missed al once, because he gave Bilal, radiallahu anhu, the responsibility, and Bilal was also slept. He was also tired, they came from uh, a battle, uh, then they stayed in the place, they slept, and he told Bilal, so who wants to yani, uh, guard us tonight? So Bilal said, uh, voluntarily, I will do your Rasulullah, so he did. And Bilal was praying, then he just uh, leaned on some rock or something, then he slept. They woke up when the sun was about 9 o'clock in the morning. So. Now this is excuse. And this is, this case and some other cases that Muhammad Sallam made, and intentionally, is good for us, because he is giving us Sharia. Like what happened to our mother uh, Aisha Radilahan, when she lost her uh, neck. They had to wait, the water is finished, so Allah gave them the, 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 the excuse of tayammum, using the, 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 the 
Yes, that's the beautiful water. Alhamdulillah, this is another good case. So, but for us, no, nobody says no, I'll make this so we'll have some. There's no more way. So we are supposed to do our best. If we, for some reason, miss the salah, yeah, you are driving your car, you want to pray in such and such messages, but you are stuck into, into a traffic jam. And you cannot leave the car, you cannot leave the, you cannot preach the message. So, jama'ah is already finished. Inshallah, Ajr will be there completely. But someone is staying at home and he is watching uh, cricket, you know. He doesn't want to leave the cricket game until he's finished, even if the salah has been finished. Then he is sinful. So we have to, be, to change and to understand the differences between these two cases. But clearly this hadith means that Muhammad was telling us that the, 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 the contract or the yani agreement between Muhammad and his ummah is salah. And whoever leaves it is a kafir. That's very dangerous. It's not only for a fajr, by the way. It is, no, it's for all of salah. Some people now, they leave their work at 2 o'clock or 2.30 o'clock, especially for Saudis in government jobs. They leave at 2.30 and they reach home. They, you know, destroy the kabsa. Then they cannot feel anything. They sleep. They lose the last of prayer. That's not allowed. If you think, if you feel that, if you do this thing, you are going to sleep in the time of salah, then do it. There's a lot of ways we can do it. In our jobs, we have a lot of ways to, to يعني, arrange things. Subhanallah, for work, la ilaha illallah, we are fantastic. But when it comes for ibadah, some people, Allah, ya shaykh, Allah ghafur rahim. Yes, Allah ghafur rahim. But Allah shall use iqab also. We have to, we have both. Allah ghafur rahim, we want things to do it the way our own, but when it comes to uh, the deen, uh, Allah ghafur rahim. Right. What about shall use iqab? We didn't take this one? Yeah. As we said just a minute ago, we said you have to, do, to differentiate and segregate the case of love and hate and the case of treatment. Treatment here is what you need. You need to give this person fantastically. Smile on his face, shake hands, yani, uh, even give him a gift while you hate him. Don't connect this. Keep your heart hating the coward because he's a coward, he's the enemy of Allah. But treat him good. If he's a peaceful coward. But the fighter coward will not allowed to treat him good. And he is. He's killing Muslims. How can we treat him good? But let's just take, talk about the case of the peaceful cover. He's my neighbor. He's my colleague in work. I will hate him. I hate him. But in the same time, I may treat him good if he is going to accept Islam. Or he is at least not the enemy of Islam. Who's, because not every cover now is trying to kill Muslims. They are peaceful covers. So this cover, I will treat him good if I think that he is going to accept Islam somewhere or another. Even in the long run. I may invite him to my house, I may give him a gift, I may smile on his face, but I don't congratulate him for Christmas or New Year's Eve or something. No, we don't. These are their deal, we don't congratulate. Like, these people who are congratulating these people for these things, like he's saying, congratulating for worshipping the cross. No, this is not that. But, well, there's a lot of ways to, to be united with, with the Kafir. Even give him a gift. Yani Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave Kuffar in his time 100 Camels. He gave it to one kafir. But he was a leader of kafar and he knows for a that if he accepts Islam, a lot of kafar will accept Islam. 
So that's what we call in, 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 the, in the ayat of Zakah, the people of Zakah, the eight people, Al-Mu'allafati Qulubuhum. Those people who are, who are trying to accept for Islam. So you may, if you have, like a, you know, uh, a father of, of, of a big family, you know, and he's a Kafir, a Hindu, or Christian, or Jew, and he thinks that it's you, he yeah, tries to give him some gifts and bring him across, and he accepts Islam, and his people accept Islam, go ahead. There's way of da'wah. But your heart still hating him. Yes. For the sake of Allah. For the sake of Allah we hate him. Not because we hate him, because they see that's bad, or they are a different country. No, this is another case. This is called natural hate or natural love. This is another case. Ah, not the mark that you may mean, which is the mark in here. No. Imam fi wujuhim min athar sujood. Lots of Mufassirin say that not the case of the dot in here, it's the case of the light of the face. Subhanallah, when you look, when you see the Kafir's face, you see a very white person. But Subhanallah, there is some kind of darkness in his face. While the woman, even if he is black, there is some kind of light in his face. Light of Iman and darkness of Kufr. So this dot in the face is not the case. Because bodies are not the same. Some bodies are very sensitive. If you put uh, yani the head for, for one sajda or two sajda, there will be a mark in here. Some bodies are not. He, he stays an hour for sujood, there is no mark. So this is not the case. But the eye is clear about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba. Fi maahum fi wujuhihim min athar sujood. So some, most of us say that it's not the case of the dutton here, it's the case of the light of the face. And you can see it for easy, alhamdulillah, in Muslims. And the Yes, actually they call it taras. You hear the Imam say taraso. Means you should be close to your brother, not that close that you are hurting him by pushing his feet. That some people they do this. No, the case is that uh, there's another hadith uh, or understanding of Sahaba. I can't remember now that you will not leave a, a space that the small sheep will pass by. If there is a space for small sheep to get in, the shaitan will be there. So we have to be in the middle. We don't, and this is the, 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 the uh, say, left uh, feet of, the, of, the, of the, uh, this guy, and this is the right feet of the other guy. Not to stick it much. Like, because stick it sometimes will make you too busy to think of it, and he's bothering you, and you're bothering him. No. But also not to have wide space between them. So they should be any close. This is the case of touching or moving. But the case we're talking about, that when he's standing in Salah, cap, ankle, Angle, angle, this is the angle. The angle should be towards, and if this is the angle and this is the angle, it should be the same. Because feet are not the same. Right? Some people have feet is much. Some people is short. So we're talking about the angle. So the angle should be this one. Angle to angle, close. Close under the same. So the line will be one. 
And this now, alhamdulillah, this uh, new rug which is in the masjid, you can see it's very easy to put, you know, like when Imam say, put your uh, angles on, on the red line. He means that this red line, if you put your angle in there, so everybody will be in the same line. We are required to be in one line. That Muslims are not, yeah, subhanAllah. This is one of the cases that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted the Sahaba to do. Sometimes Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we're not doing this now, but sometimes we know that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to leave his place of Imam and he goes to make people. It's the second line, he makes people and correct. He corrects people third line. Now we're not doing this actually. There's not much Imam doing this because, alhamdulillah, now it's a better, better, you know, in the case of the lines that people are understanding. But still Imam should really look, if there's anybody going front or back, he should make him the same line. Yes, you are right. And if he, if he is touching the other angle, then he will be having this much. No, so what we say is that these shoulders and the feet should be close. And you don't, you don't touch much, but you should be close. Yes, don't make it much gap between the, this person and the other person. Leave an area which is small. Don't touch okay. that will hurt him or bother him. Yeah, no, even, even, it doesn't have to be touched totally. Yeah, even if there is a small of, of say, five centimeters, there's a problem. Okay. Is it granted in Salah that if he's having gaps, then we can... will come. Okay, no. Hmm. We can, while Salah, hmm. praying Salah, we can have, we are granted to uh, give him an idea to get close. Yes, yes. Okay, that's, that's a good question here in point of, of uh, <coughs> movement in Salah. That's an important point I should really talk about. I know the time is late, but... Uh, some madhab of Muslims, they say if you do three movements in salah, your salah is invalid. This is not correct. Give us the proof. Don't say these things. Don't correct or not correct is not our own ideas. Muhammad carried his daughter or granddaughter, the daughter of Zainab, into Muhammad He carried her while Salah. Now how many movements? He's carrying her. Now he, he's making Kurukur. He's making Sujood. He puts her and makes Sujood. Then he sit down. Then he makes another Sujood. Then he carry her again and, go and stand up. How many movements? How many movements? He was made Sujood and Al-Hassan or Al-Hussein came on his back. Sahaba was afraid that Muhammad was going to die. Because it's been so long time in his Sujood. And when he made Salah, finished the Salah, he asked him, what happened? He said, my son, came into my back so I could until he finished. Allah Akbar. Yani, do you do you do we do this? Well I can't do this. I can't do this personally. Yani, SubhanAllah Muhammad is the, the person that nobody can really follow him totally. However movement in here movement in here, people are really some people are so sensitive sensitive in it and we Saudis are so bad in it. Let's be honest in this case. You see Saudis moving a lot of small, you know, this and doing this and doing this and Yani 100,000 times he's moving and he's still making salah. Some others say no. In fact, the mobile is making a lot of noise, music, dancing music. And he say no, no, I don't move. Salah, salah, mavi movement. But if you your mobile is bothering me. No, 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 salah, salah, Be reasonable. What this sharia is reasonable sharia. This mobile is bothering people and bothering you and then you got any shaitan force in the masjid. Is Maru Shaitan? No, 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 salah, salah. I can't move. 
Say, you are better than Muhammad He moved a lot in his salah. One day he opened the door for his daughter Fatima while he was praying. You know that? Opening the door is just to, to say, open the door. He moved from his place and he opened the door and he comes back and he continues to How many movements is this? How many steps? Subhanallah So we have to be reasonable. If, so in, in this case, the correct way to say, if the movement is needed badly, do it. Like what you question here. If the person is, the one who decided to move, for, to, to make the line close to each other, you have to move. If you move and the other one who decided you didn't move, drag him. Still, no problem. If you are in the second line, the, the, and you, you are in, at the end of the second line, the first line is the end of it is finished now, because somebody came in, it's empty, go on, walk. While far, while far, no problem. Because these are needed, needed movements. But, if it's not needed, no. Yani moving your shmar, make it this way or this way, or changing it, or making the necktie, or... As I told you before, there's some of these uh, 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 unbelievable things that somebody took out his calculator and said to calculate in salah. So, let's be reasonable. Yani, this is sharia is middle, alhamdulillah. If you need to move, move. But don't move things that is not important. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, ah <coughs> Does that grant him, even him, himself, Jannah? No. There are people who are memorized in Quran and they are kafirs. They are politicians. Yani a person who is memorized in Quran, he goes and asks the dead people instead of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, is he a moment? Is he going to Jannah? He cannot grant to Jannah to himself, not his, his generation. So memorizing Quran is very important, yes. That's no, no doubt about it. But it's not going to grant Jannah for anybody. Maybe you are mentioning the case of that if you raise your children, if you raise your children, if you raise your children and memorize the Quran, whenever they memorize the Quran, then in judgment day, inshallah, you will have the crown of... Ah, that's the case. Al-Waqar, Taj al-Waqar. Yes, that's hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But that is always, whenever you receive a hadith, an ayah or hadith, is giving promises of Jannah or levels of Jannah, you have to have condition in there. That there is no breaking or nullifying of La ilaha illallah. You get the point? La ilaha has no nullifiers. Islam has no nullifiers. We have mentioned this so many times that you, when we say La ilaha we do the first pillar of Islam, but there are three conditions for it. To know the meaning, the meaning of it, to practice it in life, and to be free of the nullifiers of La ilaha illallah. Like politicism. Politicism is nullifying. He says La ilaha illallah and he breaks it with shirk or politicism. Last week we gave an example of this, the case of wudu. A person is making fantastic wudu for about 15 minutes, he's making wudu. And he goes to the masjid to make salah. While he was going to the masjid, he just air out. Wudu is broken. And he continues to make salah. MashaAllah, Allahu Akbar. And he makes salah of salah, MashaAllah. And not to preside the Quran. And he makes salah with Imam. And after salah with his istighfar and zilu'an. And he makes two rak'ahs. All of these are... Hey, what's wrong with you? He made the wudu, didn't he? He did. 
By the words of Allah, you can find this ayah in Tawbah. Although they were counted, they were counted as Sahaba. They were counted as Sahaba. They were moments upon the ayah. But because they made fun of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم and for Quran and Sahaba, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala kicked them out of Islam. They made a joke. يعني what we know that they said. One of them said that I never seen. And the meaning of what he said, Abu Dawood said, I never seen. يعني more coward and uh, liars like this Quran recital. He means Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Billah. He just make it a joke. Other persons will be quite sad and they will say, we just make a joke. We are making fun here. We are sitting in the sitting and ah, make fun of Ayah Quran. Ah, ha, ha. This is good. This is good. Those people who are watching Tash Matash and they are laughing, they are also covered like this. You know Tash Matash, this is Saudi program. When they make fun of the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, these ones who are making fun are covered. Those who are sitting, even if they are silent, they do not say anything or laugh, they are also covered. How dangerous is this? Like Allah is very sensitive. So, when you come with these promises, as you said, you know, Quran, Muradil Quran, making da'wah, all of these with conditions. One of them is to be free of contradiction or nullifiers of la ilaha illallah. So if a person dies with monotheism, with monotheism, then all of his good deeds will be accepted. If he dies without monotheism, with polytheism, all of his deeds will be gone. As Allah says in his holy book, وَلَقَدْ أُوْحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ This is directed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will never make shirk. But this is just to show us how important is the case. Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this ayah, that if you, Muhammad, make any Polyhism, all of your good deeds will be lost. Oh. Nullified. Fruitless. Useless. Voided. That's to Muhammad. What about me and you? Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah. So we have to be so careful in the case of this. That's why we say always we have to learn these nullifiers. And we have discussed this, alhamdulillah, so many times in this masjid. And it's also available in this islamhouse.com. If you want to hear it, you can hear it. Let's go ahead. that Jannah will be haram for the person is polyphys. Any other major sins, like what is called in Arabic kabair, like killing himself, or dying with drinking alcohol or drugs, or dying with, without trouble from zina, and so on, these are under the Mashia, yani the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah tells us this ayah, clear ayah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيُّ شَرَكَةً يعني فلفزم أفرس داعي فلفزم الله نفر فرقزم ويغفر ما دون ذلك لما يشاء وفر لسان ذات الله ما يفرقز فرقزم وان هو يوانس نعطي في ربدي آه طبعا 
I'm not making shirk. يعني خلاص فاي داي وذ الكهول or drugs or gin and so on. Allah سبحانه وتعالى يقول because this is not shirk. No, because he said in the same ayah ويغفروا ما دون ذلك توفرده نو لما يشاء. Only the one who wants سبحانه وتعالى. So the person who died with by killing himself, he is under مشيئة. Allah may forgive him. Allah may send him to Jahannam for a long time. That's the will of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. But he is in danger. That's because he disobeyed Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, disobeyed Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam by killing himself. And as we said in the beginning, that he has no right on himself. He is not owning himself. He is not owning his soul or his life. This is only for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So we have to do it the way he wants to do. This is another case also which is in the Quran. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us, "وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجِزَاهُ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدًا فِيهَا." But this khurud, not forever. Because we know in the other uh, ayat, another hadith, that any person who dies with monotheism, he will go to Jahannam if he has bad deeds, like his skill or having kabair. He may go to Jahannam for a certain period, but he will end up to Jannah. No one will continue staying in Jahannam forever except kafirin and hypocrites. But believers, whoever they are, even if they have bad, lots of bad deeds, They will go to Jannah in the end. But just ask yourself the question: Those people who are going to stay in Jannah for one million years, they will go to Jannah. How are they going to suffer? Can you put your finger into a lighter for five minutes for five hundred years? Five seconds, not five minutes. What about Jannah? So we are supposed to really try our best to save ourselves. Don't talk about others. Talk about yourself now. Think of yourself now. The very thing for others, the answer is yourself. We need to save ourselves from Jahannam. That's what we need to do now. Ya Allahu Anfusakum wa Ahlikum. He started with us. Ya Allahu We are Shalom Muminin, so he's talking to us. O Anfusakum, save yourself from Jahannam. Then and your children, wa Ahlikum, your family, your people. So we start with you. We have to start. We don't go and save the others and we forget ourselves. And we don't save ourselves and forget the others also. We have to have to both. Sorry, but if anybody wants to leave, this is finished. But this is only extra case. Yes. That Salah is having three different levels of actions and things. Rukun, pillar, wajib, must, sunnah. Yani, good to do. If the 
difference in rukun, this is a problem. If the difference in wajib, this is another problem, but it's less than the other one. And you can make it to do the stuff for it. If the difference is sunnah, as you mentioned now the case of putting the hand, sunnah. Whether you put your hand like this, or put them in here, or put them in here, still your salah is okay. Sunnah, there's lots of sunnah of salah. Like saying dual al-tiftah. When you say Allahu Akbar, you don't start with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You don't, say, you don't start with A'udhu Allah al-Shaytan ar-Rahim. You say Subhanakallah as an example. If you don't do it, your salah is still okay. Less agrees, but still. So we have to differentiate, we have to learn what are the pillars of salah, what are the musts of salah, what are the sunnahs of salah. Then we come, when, if the difference is between Muslims, this is Shafi, Hanafi, Maliki, Hanbali, so on, in the case of sunnah, Alhamdulillah, no problem. This is not a big case. Do, do your best to learn how Muhammad Sallallahu did it and do it. But if the case in the case of, of pillars, that's a problem, because the pillar of one pillar is missing, salah is broken. So we have to learn this. And to find out, how Muhammad did it? How Muhammad did it? Without being fanatic for our madhab. Yani as I told you before, Sheikh Mumbaz is a Hanbali. Rahimahullah. Hanbalis, they say, you put your hands under your belly button. That's here. All our books, Hanbali says this. Sheikh Mumbaz says, no. It should be in here. Because the hadith of putting in the chest is stronger than the hadith which is said is in the button. He doesn't say, no, 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 I'm a Hanbali, I will continue Hanbali. That is not the case. Never be fanatic for, you, for, the, for this madhab. You are, should be fanatic for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa He is our leader. If, if our imam is Ahmed ibn Hanbal, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the imam for Ahmed ibn Hanbal also. So we will follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he is the one who does it. So if we have a clear hadith, then we will follow this hadith. As he said in the before, put in mind all of that, the case of the salah is not the same level. Pillars, Wajib must then sunnah. If the difference is sunnah, no problem, inshallah, this is okay. But if the difference is the other two, you have to study them by that. Yes, sir. No, no, go ahead. Let me have, maybe the brother has another question for this. Go ahead. Yes, there is. There is a clear hadith from Muhammad Sallam that a Muslim is not allowed to live among the Kafirin. Very clear. And he must immigrate. Uh, lots of brothers from India will have a problem in here. They say, okay, this India is a Kafir country. Then you must immigrate. But if we cannot immigrate, then you have to escape. But in this case now, if you are living in an area like uh, a big city, Delhi or Bombay or so on, you know it because you should use, choose the area where Muslims are available. But you don't go and say, well, because this, this uh, neighborhood is high, like Al-Aliya or like uh, high, high level people, I will live with them, although they are Hindus. No, that's not allowed. Uh, the case of Hijrah is a long time, long, long case, but we don't want to discuss it tonight. But you try, a Muslim try not to, not to live with the Kafirin, because in the neighborhood of Muslims, there is a Muslim masjid, there is helping each other Muslims, and so on, and you live with them. Even if you want to live in some other neighborhood where there is yani, a higher level or so on. You have questions. 
if you wake up like sun coming to out now, coming out. Yeah, he's rising now. Ah, salat still. Yeah, no. You go for wudu. If you have wudu, you make wudu. Even if you lose salat. Even if you lose the time itself. Because this is condition. Salat without this condition is not accepted. As Muhammad said in the hadith said, La salat bi ghayr tahur. Salat will not be accepted without wudu. So if you are in, in, in stuck, even if it's not the case with jama'ah, even you know, sun is going to rise now. And the time will be finished. You woke up so late that sun is going to rise now. You go, you make wudu, and you do your salah whenever you finish wudu. Even if the sun is already out. No problem. Because, yeah, it's, it is, it's the case of a condition. Condition is a must. You cannot do salah without yes, brother. Huh? Yeah, that's done by a lot of brothers from uh, the Indian subcontinental. <laughs> no, it's not allowed. Because there is a clear hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam telling us, إِذَا أُقِيمَتُ الصَّلَاةِ فَلَا صَلَاةِ إِلَّا الْمَكْتُوبَةِ If salah is already on, no other salah to be done, except the salah which is on. I noticed that some brothers, they come in here, in their masjid, Fajr is there, and say, okay, Imam will make a long time because the Rajah takes a lot of fighting. I can make my salah quickly. No, wrong. This is disobeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because he said as this hadith, إِذَا أُقِيمَتِ الصَّلَاةِ If salah is on, لَا صَلَاةَ فَلَا صَلَاةَ إِلَى الْمَكْتُوبَةِ No other salah except the salah which is there. So this guy who is one trying to make this fajr uh, sunnah before the fajr while the salah is on is disobeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he's sinful. So what should he do? He should come early. If he cannot, for any reason, one day, one day, not every day, of course, one day he came and laid and salah is there, he go with the imam. Make salah, after salah, he has the choice to do the, the, the sunnah after salah directly, or to wait until the sun goes up about 20 minutes after rising, then he can make salah. Sure. Uh, as far as I remember that I have read a big fatwa of the Fiqh uh, Committee in Mecca that this is not allowed. Even if he is suffering, yes, even if he is suffering. You can't, yeah, it's all from Allah. He should uh, be patient for that. His people should be patient. Yeah. Whether he is suffering, some people don't, even worse than that, he doesn't know anything. He is already, uh, yeah, his mind is already hit, but his heart is still beating. With this, yeah, if they take out this uh, instrument, he will die. Still, he's supposed to be under this place. Because this is not up to us. His soul, his life is not ours, not his also. So we have to keep him at uh, even hundreds of years, no problem. What can we do? This is Allah, Allah is testing him and testing us with him. So we have to take it this way. That's uh, as far as the number the effect of, of the uh, fiqh committee in Mecca. Yes. Using machines to make him alive? I don't know. Yeah. In that case, it's not. I can't say. I don't remember this. this, this in the in the committee of fuck, I don't know. They have said this. Yeah. How are you I'm happy to be with you. you know, that <laughs> that wasn't a mistake, you know. Zakmullah, I hope you can go see you, inshallah. After three weeks.